Welcome to our Living in the Garden podcast. We cannot even begin to express how grateful we are that you are here with us today as we share in our friendship with you and one another. You're here with Allie, Haley, and Taylor, and we are overjoyed to walk through this living garden hand in hand with you. Join us each week as we chat about authentic friendship, our struggle buses, accompaniment, and all of the happies and crappies in between. Without further ado, grab a cup of coffee or a rice cake, cuddle up in your comfy, and let the fun begin. guys hey Haley. good how are you all doing good you know all right should we jump right in taylor what is your rose and thorn of the week all right my rose this week no actually yeah i'll start with my rose sorry i had to double check my thinking there um my rose this week is that i um, I'm going to start teaching in a first and second grade classroom starting on Monday, and I'm really excited about it. So I just finished up a position in a fourth and fifth grade classroom for um, a long-term subbing, and then another one just happened to open up right as I was finishing. So kind of a major God moment. The Lord just definitely out of his hand in that. And so I'm going to start on Monday, and I'm really excited to be back with those littler kiddos because they have my heart. So really excited about that. That's definitely my high of the week. Um, I think my thorn for the week is that I kind of had just a little bit of a rougher week just with being so busy and kind of overwhelmed with things, just with um, leaving one job and starting another and then having to prep other things or just other areas of my life. It's just been kind of a lot and over very overwhelming feeling. So I've had a couple of nights where I'm just like, I just want to like go to bed and maybe cry a little bit, but it's been, it's good to recognize that it's okay to be tired and I don't need to do things perfectly or put all this pressure on myself, but still it's been a bit challenging. So I think that's my thorn. Haley, how about you? Let's see. My thorn of this week was at the beginning of the week, I was like, I am going to meal prep chicken fajitas. So I got a cutting board out of the dishwasher, started cleaning it or started cutting my uh, vegetables. So I had like peppers and onions and then I did my chicken, all the fun things that I was going to eat it. And I was like, oh, I asked my roommate if she wanted any too. So we just ate it and watched an episode and then you're cleaning up. And then I was like, oh, just put the dishes on the counter. I have to empty the dishwasher and put the dishes away. And she's like, um, Haley, it's definitely dirty. And I was like, no, it's clean. It's full and it looks clean. Therefore it's clean. She's like, no, it's dirty. We definitely did not run the dishwasher. And I was like, are you kidding me? That cutting board I took out of the dishwasher, I cut raw chicken on last night. So I cut all of my vegetables on this <laughs> raw chicken cutting board from the night before. And I was like, I just gave us both E. coli or salmonella, <laughs> like whatever's worse. And so that turned out, I was like, hmm, one of us is going to throw up. <laughs> Which one is it going to be? I felt completely fine, but my roommate felt a little sick the next day. So I felt actually really bad about that. She did? She did, just a little bit. Oh, shoot. I know. She said she felt a little nauseous, but she never threw up. Oh, then it definitely wasn't you. <laughs> if she had food poisoning, you would know. You know what I mean? And I feel like I would have been sick, but yeah, I just do this kind of crap often that my, used to it. Yeah, my body has just grown immune <laughs> to salmonella. You guys, I'm going to say, do have riskier eating habits than me. Like, Allie, when you ate that meat that had been sitting out, I was appalled. Yeah. Eight meat, hours. Meat and I just are whatever. Like, 
Yeah. Some people have a rule of like if it's been in the fridge for two days, and then like heck, make it at least a week, maybe oh, a week yeah. and a half, and then I'll maybe throw it away, but I'll still eat it after that. No, are weird. That's no. why I'm so healthy. <laughs> I'm healthy too, and probably because I follow safe eating habits. Well, I like to push the boundaries a little bit. Let's be honest. You both do. Anyway. <laughs> okay so that was my thorn and then my rose of the week was for our Lent devotional at school the kids are learning about a new part of the Catholic faith every day and so this week we were learning about John the Baptist and the baptism on the River Jordan with uh, Jesus and all of a sudden this girl raises her hand and she's like so does this mean that Sacagawea is Jesus's aunt <laughs> and I was like where the heck did that come from? <laughs> and so I was like thinking, and we're like, no, Sacagawea actually came 1800 years after Jesus died. Like, <laughs> how, like, where did that come from? But Sacagawea's son, she had a son on their expedition with Lewis and Clark, which was named Jean Baptiste Charbonneau. And so she thought John the Baptist was Jean Baptiste, which is Sacagawea's Honestly, son. Honestly, fair. <laughs> I know. And like, it was interesting too, because I was low-key laughing in the back of the classroom when my, the teacher of my class was like answering it. And I was looking around and all the kids were probably asked, wondering the same thing, because none of them were laughing. It was like, I'm a horrible person. <laughs> How did they put that? That takes a lot of thinking to put those two things together though I feel like so that I don't know if she's the genius or what but I just imagine like a map in her head and like connecting the dots those neurons man yeah the shooting signals into Make places that are axion connections I'm learning how the brain works when we talk about it so that we can be like your brain's just growing that's why it hurts <laughs> <laughs> sure they don't just don't all have headaches no it's good for them I promise <laughs> one of them one day you're gonna find out it has like a brain tumor and you're gonna be like oh dang it I shouldn't have told you that was a normal feeling and you're like no that tumor is just a growing pain you're fine <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh it's not that bad you guys I'm not a heartless person Okay, I'm gonna oh, jump. Oh yeah, Allie, what's your rose and thorn? Yeah, my thorn for the week. Also, Tay, just feeling a little bit overwhelmed by the week. <laughs> my kids were, they behaved kind of, I would say. At one point, they were like testing my Spanish speaking abilities. And I'm like, hey, we're all language learners here. Okay, cut me a break. <laughs> um, but there was one day at school, and this is probably pathetic, but I cried for the first time, and I didn't think I was going to get to that point, but I hit that point, and I was like, just very overwhelmed. So a little bit of a thorn. Um, but my rose for the week, I would say, went to a job fair and just had also an inner, like a midterm review with my cooperating teacher and supervisor, and it just made me realize how excited I am, I guess, to start teaching and just seeing the way that the Lord is kind of lining things up already and really just fulfilling different desires in my heart that I you know sometimes you're like okay well maybe I'll get like an okay job but it probably won't be like my dream job right away and there's just like an okayness with that and a docility but part of me feels like he just I'm realizing that he really does desire the same things we desire because he placed those desires there and he knows them. And so when when they come to the surface, I can't help but feel a little bit giddy inside of just, yeah, 
recognizing that he really does desire to fulfill them. And so we're starting to see that unfold a little bit. And that's been just the greatest thing. So good rose for the week. Uh, but how we hop into our topic, we did say that this is going to be a two-part series. So this week we are chatting about authentic femininity and femininity, like anemone, because <laughs> I can't really pronounce it very well sometimes. Like anemone. Femininity. Sorry, a little off the topic. I don't think that we're necessarily the experts on this by any means, but we are in fact women and so therefore have this feminine genius within us and we would love to just chat about it a little bit and then welcome a few of our dear brothers in Christ on next week to chat a little bit about the masculinity side of things. So y'all get us this week and get the men next week, so stay tuned. Um, yeah. Hey, do you want to start us off with our quote that we selected? Honestly, I think it's anonymous, but maybe we can credit it to someone. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. So this is Taylor's words. <laughs> but okay, here we go. Our quote for the week is, the world doesn't need what you have, it needs what you are. Ooh. And I think that quote is so good because we so often pride ourselves in what we can do and what we own and who the world says we are but like that's not where our worth lies and I think that's just the most beautiful part about it mm -hmm. and sometimes I feel like we grasp for certain things you know we're like well I can just be kinder or be even more feminine or be different whatever put it fill in the blank but mm -hmm. it it simply just needs who we are because we are exactly who, who the world and what the world needs without all the extra stuff that we can attach to it uh yeah don't mind i might bring us back into the garden with eve for a little bit because if we think about this when she was in the garden and the serpent was you know doing his thing and trying to trick her into eating the fruit uh, the, the moment that she she agreed to it was the moment that she doubted the lord and there was this doubt in her heart that God was who he said he was. And I think so often that's where sometimes our own sin and just our own fallings come from is that like initial doubt in either who God is or who somebody else is or who we are. And in that, it caused her to grasp. And so she grasped for the apple. She also kind of pulled Adam into it with her. So she grasped for that. And I think if you think about that image and just eve grasping for things and how that just led to a chain reaction of different falls and sin and just yeah original sin and everything that came from that and we look at that and we're like oh sometimes we so often mimic that that grasping that happens and it's so evident in that that that's not us living out our true authentic femininity are because at, at the heart of it we're not meant to grasp but we're meant to receive and I think that our our heavenly mama Mary, the new Eve in that sense, is such a beautiful woman woman to imitate when it comes to that authentic femininity because she so so beautifully just received what the Lord had for her. And we see that in all of Mary's life, you know, how she um, received Jesus as a gift and how she just received um Joseph as a gift to her and how she just continued to receive and receive and she just kept on saying yes and 
that didn't mean her life was perfect. She obviously had her fair amount of trials, but because she was able to receive so well, she was able to live out that feminine genius so well in like the most perfect way possible, actually. Yeah, and I think we sometimes view receptivity as like the weak, uh, humble, Mm -hmm. like mild. But Mary, in order to receive that, she would have had to say yes to the most like scary thing of her entire life because she could have been stoned to death uh, for being pregnant with maybe not her fiance's baby. So just like the amount of like trust that she had in the Lord is like so bold and so adventurous and yeah, Mm -hmm. just so exciting. That's so true. Sometimes I do, we can fall into thinking that Mary is like, super meek and she is and being meek is beautiful but she is definitely also a boss woman because she's the queen of heaven like that's kind of a big role you know what I mean and I just yeah her whole life was I think difficult in some ways because yeah she was pregnant outside of marriage and she had to watch her son be crucified I mean just all of these things would cause a lot of pain and suffering but so that she's not weak in any way she's like super strong actually I would say yeah and she lived with such a motherly heart and wisdom I would say because sometimes even in today's world like if a a woman doesn't hold up her fist or like go into punch and like fight and all these things uh she's like yeah that weakness is viewed as a weakness as something that's not liked or necessary or just not a very good view of it but there's such I would almost say that it's it's more difficult to receive in those situations like it's really easy to raise the fist or to grasp onto things but I would say it's a lot harder to just simply sit and receive and I don't think it's a passive receptivity by any means I would say that it it speaks with wisdom you know because Mary didn't she didn't receive and just not do anything she received and she was taking it all into her heart and pondering it and waiting for the moment to be able to use it and and to say yes when she needed to say yes but she couldn't do that if she was just kind of acting impulsively and swinging her fists at everything and punching and grabbing onto things she wouldn't be able to take it all in when her when your fists are when your hands are just clenched they're not open to receive whatever people are wanting to fall into them and so I don't think it's a passive receptivity by any means, but it's a warrior, warrior, wow, warrior motherly kind of receptivity that speaks with great wisdom. In terms of this world, <laughs> I feel like sometimes it's really hard to be a woman and to know like, okay, what does it mean to be feminine? What is this term femininity that sometimes just it's so hard to just navigate, I would say, or you feel bad if you say one thing, you feel bad if you say the rest. But what does it mean to actually have that authentic femininity? What does it look like? Or what does it not look like either? <laughs> Sometimes that might be easier to help describe it. I feel like one of the biggest things about being authentically feminine is being really open to receive. So being open to receiving others, just like we were talking about with Mary, you know, so being open to receiving other people, like their presence, being open to um, receiving life. So like maybe physically mothering somebody or um, maybe being physically open to other people's emotions. Um, I don't know if that all makes sense, but that's what one of the first things I think of when I think of femininity. I feel like we are made in that receptivity to 
receive others well into our lives and so whether that means being a good listener and like knowing our friends and knowing the people around us because there is just this sense of deep knowing and understanding of a person that sometimes I think is really hard for men to get at but a woman can like she knows her people she knows the people she's around and she can just pick up on this like intuition almost and just know and have this understanding of I know what her heart is going through right now that nobody else could probably say or put to words but because I can receive others well and I just have this motherly intuition and just this understanding of others I can love so much more in that because I just know them. And I think each of us live it out so differently too because there are like general gender generalizations that you can make about yourself like oh I don't fit into this category because I'm like this and I will never be as like compassionate or caring as this girl and just kind of falling to the trap of comparison, which is so easily because it's like that doubt part of like the fall where we don't mm-hmm. doubt, where we doubt in the Lord's goodness and his grace. But at our true like core of femininity, <laughs> it comes with that posture receptivity and just listening and just going off of what Allie and Taylor said, just like to know and to love the other person very well. Yeah. Uh, that's so true, Haley. And it can be hard because we totally fall into that comparison trap. And that's part of like the downfall sometimes of just like, at least what I would think of as our girl brains constantly wanting to better ourselves and comparing ourselves to other women. But that's not truly feminine at its core because, because then you're, yeah, you're grasping to become another person instead of leaning into who God created you to be. And we, none of us are going to be perfect. Um, so we need to really lean into the things that we're good at so we can give those things to the world. And then also making an authentic gift of yourself and just truly loving. I think women, men can love well. Women can also love really well. And it's such a vulnerable thing for us sometimes. And I think we come back again to that weakness and it's hard to open our hands. Then sometimes it's physically hard for me to just sit and like put my hands in front of me and to receive something. And I feel like (laughs) there's that sign of, but that's like weak, that's putting myself out there, that's being vulnerable. And so much of me sometimes goes against it, but it's probably because it's so good. (laughs) And so I think just giving that true gift of ourselves and truly loving in every moment um, through that sincere gift of ourself, it does make us vulnerable, but it's also one of our greatest assets and our greatest things that we can do is to authentically and truly give a gift of love to somebody else. Yeah, giving and receiving that love, I think is a really important part of being feminine. And I think just one small, super practical practice I've tried to get into to just like better myself in this way has been allowing people to give me things. That way I can one day better receive like the emotions of another or, you know, their physical presence because I'm not very good at receiving um, like gifts from people or kind acts from them. So just trying like if someone you know, wants to hold the door for me, not like rushing and being like, oh no, I can do it myself. Or like, you know, not letting them do the kind thing for me, allowing them to and recognizing that I'm important enough to be loved. So if someone wants to hold the door for me, I can take my time and walk over there. I don't need to run because I'm a burden in some way. Mm, That's so good. (laughs) And again, it comes back to that weakness aspect of, well, I can there's something so beautiful about letting someone else go 
and like giving them that space and I can't help but think of like our brothers in Christ and just men in general and I feel like it ties really well into it but there's this beautiful line of when women truly embrace their womanhood that allows men to fully embrace their masculinity and sometimes I think we just need to give men and other people but also men in our lives the space that they need uh, to live out their authentic masculinity as well um, because we've talked about this before but women kind of kind of set the bar in the church you know what I mean sometimes it may not look like we have because um, of just like priests and like how the structure of the church is is made but like women really do set that bar it's kind of like the silent little hidden part um, but that's like so so powerful and when we set the bar the men rise to it you know and we've had this conversation again with some of our of our friends of we need to be willing to set that bar and to stand by it and then to give them the space to rise to it because if we just lower it and bring it down then they they aren't going to go up by themselves <laughs> so yes totally women have way more power than they think they do because the men truly desire to please us i would say at least if you are a good man of god you would desire to please the good women in your church so if we set the bar super high they they jump pretty fast i would say to try and reach it because they want to make you happy if he's a good person at least he will yeah i think challenge too is another aspect of it yeah it's always working towards a goal yeah and that kind of brings us to um our womanly persuasion and <laughs> we were talking about this as well but if we think about that we can be super persuasive and like we said if we set the bar the men will rise to it so they we're kind of got them wrapped around our finger but we also need to be careful with that as well because um we can lead them to really great things and use our feminine hearts to bring them closer to that beauty but if we look again back to the garden eve also used your persuasion on adam but like led him into sin in that way and so just being aware of it and i would say smart with that persuasiveness and that feminineness that we have sometimes we'll have the the garden situation all over again <laughs> if you think about it like adam literally was like she was like dude want to eat this fruit and he could have been like um no the lord said we can't eat the fruit off of that tree but <laughs> he was just like yeah sure <laughs> give me a piece you know yeah that's the hard part about living in a fallen world all of our really great things can sometimes be flipped around and accidentally used in a not so good way so we have to be pretty self-aware i would say of our intentions and why we're doing things if we're trying to manipulate or if we're trying to bring others closer to the lord because the line can unfortunately get a little blurry sometimes jason everett had a good quote that said authentic femininity feminine there it is again femininity is a combination of class tenderness and virtue and when a woman possesses these traits a man will naturally want to be more of a gentleman so what would y'all say would be some practicals for just living out that authentic femininity a little bit so one of the things that comes to my mind when thinking about some of the practicals would just be allowing ourselves to learn from and be filled up by the other beautiful women in our life. So I hope that all of you have as great of friends as I do. I'm pretty blessed with Ailey, Haley and Allie over here. I just combined your name by accident and called you Ailey. That was really weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, truly the two of them fill up my heart so much with 
good um, authentic femininity and they're such good examples to that both of them in their own ways but like Allie is such a great listener so she totally receives people in that way um, and I learned so much from her from that because I think naturally sometimes I would just be a talker and like to control the situation in that way but I learned a lot from Allie in that way and Haley on the other hand is so great at loving people right where they are and not um forcing things out of people she just loves them so wholeheartedly and just right as they are and sometimes I'm like oh I need to like change them up a little bit you know because we all have our strengths and our weaknesses and it's so great to learn from others and it's so great to see the beauty in others and not um let that take away the beauty from ourselves because I think we bond that live being like well they're more feminine than me so I might as well give up because I suck at this and that's just not true because we're all beautifully feminine and we're all created for that and so we all have the great potential so learning from each other and allowing us to be filled up um, by each other's goodness and beauty is what I think about but how about you yeah I think going off of that another practical is just starting to love the people who are in front of us with like that motherly heart I guess I'm nowhere near a mother but spiritually I like to like just love people where they are and just to walk with them closer to Christ and just to listen and to talk and to laugh and that's what makes you a great spiritual mother because it's so important to remember that we're all called to motherhood even if it's not physical you're a girl you're a mom in some way and then I would just to go off of all of that something that's been on my heart and just in prayer lately is just that sitting in that posture of receptivity and so if you can physically even sit before the Lord and put your hands open on your lap and just genuinely and authentically ask him okay Lord what things are am I grasping onto right now and then just thinking of that and then literally slowly opening your hands to let go of whatever you're grasping onto and so for me sometimes that's just different situations that I find myself wanting to control all the time or just even certain I don't know relationships whatever it is there is okay, um, but literally it's he'll reveal it to you quite quite readily when you ask him from experience it's much better when he feels it than when we grasp onto things ourselves how would you guys say the gardener is working in your gardens this week where is he dwelling I think this week, the gardener in my heart has been kind of shining light on the areas that I have been grasping, especially the past two weeks of like grasping for happiness and things that will never truly bring me happiness. Like my work ethic, I strive so hard to like seek the approval of other people, whether that's like my supervisor or the students I'm serving or anything. It's just like, if I work hard enough, I will reach their approval and they're probably happy. And so the Lord's been just showing me like these places that I've been grasping onto without me seeking him first through all of it, because the only place of my source of happiness is in the Lord in receiving his grace that he's giving me and just recognizing that has been really beautiful in my prayer. Yeah, for me, I think just recognizing the areas that I'm not necessarily present with people who are before me. And I've been feeling particularly challenged to just really enter into those moments and be fully present because oftentimes, I don't know if anybody else does this, but I'll be thinking of the next 10 things that I have to do on my to-do list instead of just truly entering into conversation. And so 
it's been really a blessing to go into different things this week being like okay lord you take care of my you hold the to-do list for a little bit i'm just gonna go and talk to this person and it's been much much better and so it's definitely still a work in progress but i i think he's just been calling me to that deeper presence um in the moment with the people that i'm around i think for me the lord has been really working through the blessed is she lenten devotion for me i pretty much i'm just obsessed with blessed is she please sponsor me or let me sponsor you is what i mean to say <laughs> wow that was embarrassing um <laughs> anyway i think what i think what my main takeaways so far from this devotion have been have been how to receive authentic peace. I still am not all the way there yet, of course, but that's something the Lord has been speaking into my heart for quite a few months now, I would say, is just um, striving for that peace because I keep, what I keep on doing is grasping onto the things of the world, grasping onto the opinions of others. And it, because I'm doing that, I can't receive the peace that he desires to give me. So I think he's slowly but surely just working some of those things out in my heart. Um, and he's been using just the um, Lenten devotion really as a way of doing that in my heart. And it hurts a little bit sometimes, but it's so good because I know, because that authentic peace is really all we all desire. So I know that it's gonna be so good in the long run. Um, well, thank you for joining in this conversation with us. Hopefully this spoke to your feminine heart and gives you something to just go play with for the week or just honestly sit with. But please stay tuned for next week. We're excited for our two special guest speakers and I think that they'll be a good hoot and a mammy. I don't even know, a hoot and a holler? Hoot and a holler, they'll be a hoot and a holler. And oh, a hoot and a half. A hoot and a half and y'all will enjoy them. They're gonna be like a hoot and three fourths. These two fellows they are- everything there is to know about authentic masculinity so invite in the field it's like <laughs> jason everett and christopher west, west. <laughs> i really hope they laugh at that when they listen to this podcast i'll be like nowhere near honestly you'll just have to tune in for the pure awkwardness and good laughs that are going to come from this next podcast please Yes. And invite all your male friends to listen along with you both this week and next week because we can all learn so much from each other. So, oh, so, so true. If you're not a guy, you should still listen next week because your heart needs to hear it too. Hey, listen up, y'all. This this is it. The, the beat. beat that we're banging is really great. <laughs> <laughs> this budget, I don't think that's how the words go. <laughs> Okay, I teach at a Catholic school. (laughs) (laughs) All right, with that, how about we jump into prayer? (laughs) Okay, I can lead us tonight. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Come Holy Spirit, teach us how to pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the gift of our feminine hearts. I thank you just for the gift of women in general and for creating us so, so well. I just ask that you are with all of us and our listeners this week as we go throughout our week. Continue to inspire us and show us the ways in which you desire us to be more receptive, to open our hands and unclench our fists from whatever it is that we're grasping onto. 
Father, I just ask that you make us aware of our emotions, make us aware of the different ways that you are calling us to love, ways that you are calling us to give a more sincere gift of ourselves. And I ask that you just continue to give us the courage and the grace to live out our authentic femininity in a way that most aligns with your will. We ask for blessings upon everyone this week. We ask this all in your most holy and precious name. Amen. Amen. All right. This is our last one before we let the boys on this show. Oh my gosh. It's all right. I'm excited. Okay. Catch y'all next week. All right. Bye. Thank you so much for walking with us today. We hope that you can encounter the gardener of your soul this week. If you haven't already, give us a follow on Instagram at livinginthegardenpodcast and tune in with us next week. Until then, peace out!